Nowadays, some traditional publishers won't even consider signing an author who has less than 10,000 email subscribers. Not all, but some. Almost all traditional publishers want to see an email list of some size. The bigger, the better. Even indie authors see a big jump in sales after they build an email subscriber base. Over the last 10 years in publishing, nothing has consistently performed as well as email when it comes to selling books and connecting with readers. This is true across all of authordom. Indie, traditional, fiction, nonfiction, everyone sees more sales with more email subscribers. So do you want more email subscribers? If so, this episode is for you. You're going to learn about eight amazing tools that will help you get more subscribers. I'm Thomas Umstead Jr., CEO of Author Media, and this is Novel Marketing, the longest-running book marketing podcast in the world. This is the show for writers who want to build their platform, sell more books, and change the world with writing worth talking about. And this episode is about tools, not techniques. There are a lot of really cool techniques to help you grow your email list. Techniques like building a reader magnet or building a landing page or promoting your email list through the back matter of your books. All of which we have episodes on, by the way. Links in the show notes. (laughs) But this episode is about tools and we're going to have links to all of these tools at authormedia.com forward slash 244. So let's start with the big three. Book funnel, Book Sweeps, and Story Origin app. The first tool for going your author email list is bookfunnel.com, and the cost is between $20 and $250 a year. The primary problem that BookFunnel solves is how to get an ebook onto someone's e-reader without them needing to buy your book. Now you may be wondering, how does this help me grow my email list. And it's because of a magical thing called a lead magnet. These are sometimes called reader magnets, and they are short stories that you sell, quote unquote, in exchange for someone's email address. This turns out to be one of the most effective methods for growing an email list, especially for novelists. Readers don't want a PDF of your book to read on their laptops. They prefer to read on their Kindle, Kobo, Nook, etc. And BookFunnel makes this super easy. The easier you make it on your readers, the more they will love you and the more they will sign up for your email newsletter. Now, you can use BookFunnel for nonfiction guides and tip sheets, but it really shines for short stories and for full-length books that you give away for free. So a couple of quick tips on how to get the most out of BookFunnel. If you're a novelist, write the very best short story you can. And for more on this, I encourage you to listen to episode 137, How to Write Short Stories That People Will Love. And another tip is to get a professional cover for your reader magnet. The better the cover, the more subscribers you get. The more people will click on the image on your website or on Facebook if you're advertising this reader magnet on Facebook, the more people will sign up on your landing page and the more likely they will be to actually read the story. So don't skimp on the book cover for your reader magnet. Even though you're giving it away for free, the cover needs to be excellent. And in that same vein, also get your story professionally edited. It's so important that this be your best work. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. And for most readers, this short story or nonfiction article or white paper is going to be your first impression. So you want to make it a good one. And for more on working with editors, listen to episode 133, How to Find and Work with an Editor with Karen Ball. 
So that's the first tool that most of you already know about BookFunnels. So we're going to go on to tool number two, BookSweeps.com. BookSweeps is a newer tool. It's created by uh, Ryan Z, and it hosts book promos. And a promo is where you give away your book for free, like, and it connects with BookFunnels so for the delivery, uh, but it's a little bit like BookBub in that BookSweeps has an email list of 100,000 readers, and they will email out big promotions from time to time, you know, sci-fi promotion, romance promotion, and all of the authors who've entered that promo, their book covers will appear on the page, and readers can click on the book cover that they're interested in, type in their email address, subscribe to that author's newsletter, and get a copy of that book. Easy peasy, really great way to grow your list, especially if you already have the short story ready to go. And uh, I hear you know from a lot of authors who, in just a few weeks, will grow their email list by 400 to 800 new signups. Just a couple days ago, I was coaching on a coaching call with a client who had gotten 1,100 subscribers very quickly through BookSweeps.com. So this is a really useful tool, especially for novelists. Um, it's not as useful for nonfiction. There's some Christian nonfiction on there, but mostly it's for novelists. And some of the tools are harder to use for novelists, but this one is specifically for you. And if you are a novelist and you haven't given BookSweeps a try, you're really doing yourself a disservice. I have an interview with the CEO of BookSweeps, Ryan Z, at episode 177, How to Grow Your Email List. And it is a useful episode, and I encourage you all to listen to it. But I have a couple of quick tips from Ryan Z that he sent me on how to get the most out of BookSweeps. Uh, the first tip is to register your pen name. Authors can add a pen name to BookSweeps.com for free with their bio, their website, and social media info, which readers can find via their uh, pen name directory, relevant genre pages, and across the site. So you get some free promotion just for signing up. Tip number two is to add a reader magnet. Uh, authors can add a reader magnet to the site for free as a means of passively growing their email list, uh, which readers can find during their reader magnet directory. So this is a, an evergreen directory of reader magnets. So if you have a short story, you can have it continually promoting your email list on booksweeps.com. Tip number three is to share your own giveaways. As a registered author, you can list your own giveaways on the website for readers to find via the giveaway directory and across the site. So another great way to promote your book. And then finally, tip number four is to join a giveaway. Grow your email list or BookBub following by hundreds in just 10 days by joining a promotion offering two copies of your book. So this is like a Goodreads giveaway, but it's done through book sweeps and it's specifically designed to grow your email list or your bookbub following if you're trying to get more bookbub followers uh, to do more bookbub promotions and uh, there is a cost to joining giveaways but ryan z gave me a coupon code author media if you use that coupon code all one word author media you'll save 10 percent at checkout book sweeps uh, typically costs uh, around 25 dollars to 50 dollars for a promo $100 on the high end, and some of them are free. Uh, and going back, BookFunnel also has a cost. It's uh, between $20 and $250 a year. Now, the third tool that we have of the big three is StoryOriginApp.com, and it is free. It's a free tool, or at least right now. Those of you listening in the future, they will eventually start charging for it. But right now, it's in a free open beta. And it's a hybrid of book funnel and book sweeps with a few extra features 
thrown in. So Story Origin handles lead magnets just like BookFunnel. So instead of using BookFunnel to deliver the lead magnet to people's devices, you can use Story Origin. It also hosts group promos like Book Sweeps, and it connects authors with similar authors wanting to do newsletter swaps. So let me talk really briefly about a newsletter swap. Uh, authors have been doing this for a long time, where two fantasy authors will promote each other's books to their list. So Joe, fantasy author, will promote Bob's book to Joe's list, and then later Bob will promote Joe's book to Bob's list. So you're not sharing your subscribers. The, the term is a little uh, confusing because it makes it sound like you're selling your subscribers, and that's not true. You're just sending an email promoting another author's book which is actually beneficial for your readers if you have good taste, right? If, if I like you as an author, if I like your taste in books, and you're only writing a book every six months, and I'm reading a book every week, I would love for you to recommend some more books for me to read. So newsletter swaps can be an incredibly powerful tool for growing your email list and selling more books. And, and newsletter swaps, the challenge, though, is finding similar authors. And that's where Story Origin comes in. It acts as a matchmaker and also as an accountability judge to make sure both authors actually sent out their emails and emails got clicked on. It has some really cool technology for handling all of that. And since Story Origin app is free, there's really no reason not to give it a try. And right now, the whole thing is free. I imagine at some point, some parts of it they will charge for, like I said before. And I did do an interview with the CEO of uh, Story Origin, which you can listen to. I'll have a link in the show notes. Evan Gao also has a comprehensive email marketing guide. It's almost like an email marketing ebook that's free on his website. And again, I'll have a link to that in the show notes. So those are the three, the big three tools uh, of the eight. And the reason why they're the big three is that they're specifically for authors, which is what makes them so special. The fourth tool is WordPress.org, and the cost here is between five and ten dollars a month. Uh, more if your website is very popular, and of course, depending on your host. Uh, one of the biggest reasons every author needs a website is to grow the author email list. The remaining tools in this list either require WordPress.org to work, or they work best if you have a WordPress.org website. So if you're on Wix or Squarespace, there might be a way for you to make these tools work. If you're on WordPress.com, maybe you can make them work, but they will work best on WordPress.org. And some of them only work on WordPress.org. There's a reason that almost all author websites run on WordPress.org, more than any other platform, more than all of the other platforms combined. That's how popular WordPress.org is. Don't go with a knockoff. Go with the real thing. There's a reason why WordPress has been so enduringly popular. It was the most popular platform for authors 15 years ago. It's the most popular platform for authors today. And you don't see them advertised because they don't have to. That's the advantage of being the best. So a question I got a lot during the book launch blueprint was, when should I start my author website? And I was stunned how few authors had websites. And the answer is right now. Really, the best time to start your website was five years ago. Uh, there's no reason to wait on building your website. The older your website is, the more reputation it has with search engines like Google and Bing. You want to start that clock as soon as possible so that when you have something important to put on the website, it's already several years old. Also, if you're wanting to be traditionally published, uh, traditional publishers are looking for authors with good 
well-established websites. Readers, too, if you're indie. Back when I was a literary agent, the very first thing I would do after I got someone's proposal is I would Google them or look up their website because I could often find out information about them just as quickly from the website as I could from their proposal. So if they didn't have a website or if their website was not a good website, I would pass. (laughs) So uh, websites are so important. Uh, In fact, they're so important that I'm going to dedicate my whole episode next week to how to build a website. And I'm also going to put together a free course on how to build author websites. So stick around. Make sure you're subscribed uh, to Novel Marketing next week uh, so that you can get those episodes. You can, of course, subscribe to this podcast if you're not already at novelmarketing.com. A couple of quick tips on WordPress. Uh, Obviously, I'm going to go into this a whole lot more uh, next week, but a couple quick tips. One is use WordPress.org, not WordPress.com. This is confusing for some people, but WordPress.com is primarily a blogging platform, whereas WordPress.org is a website platform. WordPress.org is the version that can have premium themes. It's the version that can have premium plugins. It's the version that you use on web hosts like Bluehost. And it's also the one where you have the most control over the content of your own website. No censorship with WordPress.org. You own everything. It's really nice. My second tip with WordPress is to use the Divi theme from Elegant Themes. I have a link in the show notes, uh, an affiliate link, actually, if you want to use it. But Divi gives you the ease of use of a Squarespace or a Wix, where you can just drag and drop elements on the front end. So you don't have to ever look at code. You never have to tweak um, fiddly code settings. I now build all of my websites in Divi. I have fully converted over to drinking the Divi Kool-Aid. I've tried some of the other platforms, and I really like Divi. And it's got a mode where, with one click, you can see what your website looks like on a mobile phone and make changes just to the mobile version without touching any code. It is amazing. So I highly recommend you check out Divi from Elegant Themes. It also has a whole directory of themes inside of Divi, like an author theme, an influencer theme, where you can have a website up in just a matter of hours. And during the book launch blueprint, uh, many of our students were building their websites the day, the, during the websites day, <laughs> which has never happened during the book launch blueprint before. And the difference is this is the first year I really pushed Divi and put together uh, tutorial videos on how to do Divi. So I do encourage you to check that out or to just stick around for next week where I'll have a lot more information on how to build a WordPress website. Uh, tool number five on how to grow your email newsletter is kingsumo.com. And the cost here is either free, uh, there's a free version, or uh, 198 one dime one-time purchase. One of the fastest ways to grow your email list is with a viral contest. So you can do some contests through uh, websites like Story Origin or Book Sweeps, but you can also host them on your own website. And uh, you can do both, right? You can use book sweeps and you can use kingsumo.com. And when viral contests work, they can add hundreds or even thousands of emails to your email list and they can do it very quickly. Uh, And they have been my secret to success for a lot of the clients I have worked with. So one of the reasons why with clients that I work with personally, they often see triple digit growth in their revenue is because of a growing in their email list And often, one of the key tools that I use is a King Sumo giveaway. So I'm giving you the secrets right now. Although if you listened to the Enclave Files episode from a few months back, you know that was a key part of growing the Enclave email list. Um, I think 
by 3x, uh, 3 or 4x in just uh, a matter of months. And the King Sumo giveaways were a big part of that. What makes a contest a viral contest is that people get additional entries for getting others to sign up as well. That's the key. <laughs> so you anyone can host a contest, right? Leave a comment below to be entered to win. But when that happens, everyone has an incentive not to tell anyone else because the more people who enter the contest, the less likely they are to win, right? If three people have entered the contest, you have a 33% chance of winning. But as soon as a fourth person leaves a comment on that blog post, your chance of winning goes down to only 25% and, and so on. Whereas tools like King Sumo allow you, give you a, like a magic URL that you can share with your friends. And if they sign up, you get an extra entry or five extra entries. You get to control uh, how much people are rewarded for uh, bringing their friends to the party. Uh, King Sumo has two versions, the web app version, which is either free with limitations or $19 a month. And then they have a WordPress version, which is the one-time payment of 198 And what I liked about King Sumo over its competitors is that it had a version that was a one-time payment. So all of their competitors cost $20 a month or more. And, and you have to pay for it every month, even if you're not using it. Or you have to cancel and then re-sign up, and it's a hassle. But to use the standalone version, you have to be on a WordPress.org website. So a couple of tips on how to make viral giveaways work. The first tip is to give away something valuable. A free copy of your $20 book is not enough of an incentive to motivate someone to spread the contest to their friends. It's got to be a big enough prize where people really want to win that prize. Uh, the second tip is to give away something specific. Everyone wants a $100 Amazon gift card, which is the problem because they won't all be interested in your book. You want to use the kind of bait that attracts the kind of fish that you want to catch. Not everyone wants a signed photo of Leonard Nimoy, but if you're writing a sci-fi space adventure, a signed photo of Leonard Nimoy may be exactly the kind of thing to give away in your contest, something that you can't buy on Amazon. Uh, something that's special, something that's unique. Another tip is to set aside some money for promotion. If you're going to spend some money on a really cool prize, you should also spend some money getting the word out about that prize. The more you get the word out on your own, the more word of mouth will work for you. And then finally, have a prize that everyone wins. So in addition to your really cool grand prize, give away a short story if you write fiction or a mini course if you write nonfiction so that everyone leaves a winner and everyone gets a chance to taste your story and fall in love with you as a writer. It's a great way for everyone to win and for you to build your platform while building your platform or <laughs> build your notoriety while building your platform. Uh, there's some notable competitors at King Sumo that you can check out. Uh, Raffle Copter, Ra uh, Raffle Press, Woobox, and Gleam Competitions. And I'll have links uh, to all of those in the show notes, uh, but the one that I use is King Sumo. The sixth tool for growing your email list is Bloom. And the cost of Bloom is free with a Divi theme, or you can buy the Divi theme and just use Bloom on another WordPress theme, which would make it a one-time cost of $249, which believe it or not, still makes it cheaper than some of its competitors, which is crazy. <laughs> so Bloom is a WordPress.org plugin by Elegant Themes, and it allows you to put delayed pop-ups and other kinds of embedded opt-ins 
uh, and many other kinds of cool opt-ins into your WordPress website. Like you can very easily create content that you have to type in your email address in order to see, which is how I used to give away some of the special uh, episode bonuses, right? We'd have a PDF companion to an episode and the way that I would deliver those was with Bloom in the early days. Now I use a combination of Bloom and ConvertKit. And I remember I was so hesitant when I first added a pop-up to my website because I didn't know if it was a good idea. And so I watched really carefully to see if people would complain and what the impact was going to be on the growth of my email list. And what I saw was a 10x increase in the number of signups each month. That's right, a 1,000% increase in the number of signups. It was a big difference. So a couple of Bloom tips or really pop-up tips. Uh, the first one is you need to have a reason for people to visit your website. Website opt-in forms work best on websites that get lots of visitors. So there needs to be a reason for people to come to your website and a reason for people to share your website with their friends. If all your website is is an about page and a home page and a contact page, there's no real reason for people to come. And so you're not going to see a whole lot of opt-ins, even if you're doing everything right. Whereas if you're writing controversial blog posts or interesting blog posts that people want to share with their spouse or with their friends on a text message, that's the kind of blog that will bring in a lot of new people and will get you a lot of opt-ins. Second tip is to not pop right away. This is the most important tip, perhaps. Although I guess it doesn't matter if no one's visiting your website. So it's the second most important tip, which is why it's second on the list. Uh, people hate it when something pops right away and it doesn't work. Let visitors get to know you before asking to send them emails. This is common sense. And after somebody's been reading your website for a while, after they've been on the blog for a while, they want to get emails from you. In fact, there have been times when I was on a website where I just instinctively clicked X on the pop-up only to later be like, oh, wait, I wanted to sign up for this website. I really like what they have uh, to say, but now I don't see the pop-up. Uh, so don't pop too soon. Also, don't pop on every page. Be strategic on which pages the pop-ups appear. Uh, the homepage may not be a good place for your pop-up. Uh, an individual blog post is a better spot for your pop-up. Another thing to do, the fourth tip, is to experiment. Bloom allows you to use different kinds of pop-ups. And there's all kinds. There's the pop corner. There's a pop at the bottom. There's popping in the center where it takes up the whole screen if you really want someone to see it. Um, and I encourage you to experiment with the different kinds. You may find that a corner popper is all you need. And it's less intrusive and potentially a lot more effective. And Bloom will track the conversion rate of each one of your opt-in forms, which is really nice. And it does it across your website. And then the final tip is don't ask for information you don't use. So if you don't know how to put someone's first name in the emails you send, don't ask for that in the opt-in form. The more fields in the opt-in form, the fewer people will fill in the form. Uh, there's a few competitors for Bloom. Um, sumo.com is free or they have a free kind of limited version that you might consider and if you're not using elegant themes on your WordPress website sumo.com really is one to take a look at uh, opt-in monster and pop-up domination are the other big ones uh, that compete with bloom and they both are in the 15 to 20 dollar a month range in terms of pricing Tool number seven is Quiz and Survey Master. And the cost here is between zero and $129 uh, 
a year. Uh, if you write nonfiction, uh, quizzes can be one of the most effective ways to grow your email list. Uh, back in episode 224, I interviewed Dr. Sandra Dalton-Smith, who grew her email list from 2,000 subscribers to 25,000 subscribers in one year with a quiz. That's from a list that's big enough to get publishers interested, especially medium-sized publishers interested, to a list that you can live on. If you have a list of 25,000 subscribers and you write nonfiction, there's a good chance that you can make a living providing services and training and things that those people want. That is a big enough list to feed your family. And the tool that Sandra Dalton-Smith used was Quiz and Survey Master, which is a WordPress.org plugin. And it makes setting up an online quiz uh, easy, but it is work, right? Especially the more robust quizzes. Her quiz had dozens of questions. I may have had somewhere around 100 questions. And it takes time to think up those questions and to think up kind of the results of those questions. So quizzes require an investment of time, but a tool like Quiz and Survey Master makes the technology bit easy. It doesn't make coming up with a quiz easy. So a couple of quiz ideas. Uh, one is which character are you? This works for authors who write best-selling books. It doesn't work for unpublished authors, uh, novelists, right? But if you already have a popular book and you're wanting to get the people who've been buying your book at the airport and buying your book at the bookstore to sign up for your email list, this kind of quiz can work well in growing your email list from your existing fans. But you can also use quizzes, if you're nonfiction, to introduce you to people that are strangers, right? So one format is the what, uh, what is your topic style, right? What is your parenting style? What is your investing style? What is your speaking style? So whatever your topic is, right? You have a quiz for people to figure out what style they are. And then you can talk about the pros and cons of that style, right? The, another is a personality test. What kind of topic are you? What kind of writer are you? What kind of parent are you? What kind of manager are you? So think about the kind of people that you're writing to and the different kinds of groups they can be in. Right, the classic version of this would be the Enneagram, right? People love taking Enneagram tests online, and if you are writing about the Enneagram, you could get a lot of subscribers by creating your own Enneagram for X topic test yourself. Now, in my experience, nonfiction authors often get a quiz idea in their head while they're writing their book. While you're immersed in your topic, the quiz kind of comes forth from the pages. So think about it as you're writing your book. And if you can come up with a quiz, it will be magical. A couple of quiz tips. Uh, one is to connect the quiz with the topic of your book. So a which Harry Potter character are you may be a popular quiz, but it's not going to help you sell books. And you don't want those people on your email uh, list unless you're J.K. Rowling. Uh, the second tip is to make the answers of the quiz helpful, right? After they've done all the work to answer all of these quiz questions, they need to get a results page that is genuinely helpful for them, which means you need to actually be a master of your topic. You can't just be repeating what you've heard other experts say to make the quiz useful. Uh, and then finally, make the quiz results easily shared on social media. This is where the magic is. When somebody is like, hey, I am a blue style parent. And then there's a paragraph about what a blue style parent is. And they share it on Facebook. And now all the other parents want to know if they are blue style parents. So they go on and they take the quiz too. And then they share the results and so on. And that's how you get to 20,000 subscribers from only 2,000 in one year. So I do want to reiterate, quizzes don't work for unpublished 
novelists. So if you are don't have a novel out yet, this is not a strategy I recommend that you use. Uh, use Book Sweeps instead. <laughs> Book Sweeps is designed specifically for unpublished novelists, or it's much more friendly for unpublished novelists. You do need to have at least a short story. And, and if you're going through the five-year plan, you should all have short stories because we're big advocates of that here on the Novel Marketing Podcast. Uh, a few notable competitors of, of Quiz and Survey Master are Interact, Quizzer, and Outgrow. These are all more expensive, but none of them require WordPress. So you get kind of a discount being able to use Quiz and Survey Master because you're hosting it on your own website. The final tool to help you get more email subscribers is Crowdcast which is a webinar hosting platform that I have fallen in love with uh, this year. Uh, during At the beginning of the pandemic, I made a commitment to basically create my own online writers conference, although I didn't call it that. Uh, and I gave, I think, eight or nine uh, presentations live for people who subscribe to the Author Media email newsletter. And at the beginning, I was getting... 200 people registered, 250 people registered, and by the end I was getting 500 people registered because word was spreading about these events. And online events for me this year have been my number one new source of email addresses. And so for me personally, as a podcaster, these online events, specifically with Crowdcast, have been my best source of new signups, even more than my reader magnet. Uh, or my lead magnet on authormedia.com, even more than all the promotion I do with the podcast, Crowdcast has been magic for me. And the advantage of using a platform like Crowdcast over something free, like Facebook Live, is that you get the email addresses for everyone who signs up. And the cost of Crowdcast is between $29 a month and $99 a month, depending on the size of the events that you're hosting. And what I like about Crowdcast on the monthly plan is that you can upgrade or downgrade your plan on a month-to-month basis. So I've been on all of the pricing plans at one point or another, and now that I'm doing you know 500 people events, I'm on the higher tier. But it's worth it to me because of how valuable those email addresses are. And what is really great is that a Crowdcast attendee, they've spent maybe an hour listening to my voice, seeing my face. And so when I send them an email, they know who I am. We have a really strong connection. It's a really great way of expanding your influence and also a way of blessing your audience, especially in 2020 when meeting in person is not as easy as it was in 2019. People are hesitant to get on an airplane and fly to a conference. A lot of the conferences aren't happening. So now more than ever, Crowdcast is an incredible platform. Now, some features that I love about Crowdcast, it runs on Chrome, so there's no special software required. It also runs on Safari and Firefox, no problem. Uh, attendees can vote on the questions that other attendees ask, which is really nice if you're doing a big event. When I did my event for 500 people, people were able to vote on the questions that I asked, answered because there was a Q&A section at the end. And I think the number one question, it's something like 70 votes, right? I knew that was a question worth answering. It also has you know, polls, chats, and a call to action button at the bottom. So if you're doing a webinar about your book, you can have a big button at the bottom of the video the whole time it says buy the book or um, some other call to action, You know, depending on what your call to action is. Uh, you can also bring attendees onto the screen via video to ask questions. This is a feature that I've more recently been exploring, and I really like it. 
it uh, it's more fun I think for the audience to see the person asking the question it allows them to ask follow-up questions it's more visually interesting than my face which is to be fair not hard to be more visually interesting than my face pretty much any guest is going to be more interesting than looking at thomas's face uh, but even just the change of pace is really nice yeah. webinars tend to work best for nonfiction, but some novelists find ways of making them work especially for books two onwards so this is one of those tools that's a little tricky to use if you are writing fiction but you can still do it it just requires a little bit of creativity a couple of quick tips on how to use crowdcast uh, one is to team up with other authors to host online events so this is one way if you're a novelist and you're writing romance just host a different romance author every week and that romance author will bring uh, her audience to your crowdcast and now you're growing a readership of people who know who you are and recognize your face and they get the benefit of being promoted to all of your existing followers. So it's a win-win all the way around. Make the webinars useful. This is so important. You want people to want to come back. You also want to make the webinars fun. You want your attendees to bring their friends next time. This is why I saw so much growth on my list, is that people were telling their writers groups about the webinars. And I didn't promote them much on the podcast. I mentioned once or twice hey, if you want to come to these webinars, you have to be on the Author Media email newsletter, and then that was it. <laughs> That's all I had to do. Uh, and then the final tip is answer questions and interact with the audience. The more interactive you make it, the more fun it will be, and the more useful it will be, and the more likely people will want to come back and bring their friends. Uh, some notable competitors, Crowdcast, GoToWebinar, Webinar Jam, and Zoom. Uh, they all have their advantages and disadvantages. For Zoom, uh, the biggest advantage is that it's cheaper and now everyone knows how to use zoom but zoom isn't as well suited for webinars it, it's kind of a um, swiss army knife and it's kind of janky to use for webinars it, it can be done but it's not designed for it so it's a little bit harder it's a little bit more hassle both for you and for the attendees and it's not really built for growing your email list can be done but it's not its primary function so those have been eight tools to help you grow your email newsletter. Our sponsor today is the Author Media Mastermind Groups. Would you like me to personally help you hit your publishing goals? I have worked with thousands of authors from beginners to New York Times bestsellers, and I can help you go further faster in your career. You can get personalized, interactive training and encouragement from me in a small group setting. You can find out more about the Author Media Mastermind Groups at authormedia.com. And we meet once a month in a video hangout, and then you also get access to the special Mastermind Slack channel where I answer questions every day. You can also see the questions that other authors are asking in this private coaching context. So do find out more at authormedia.com. Our featured patron is John Schruger, author of The Exorcism of Frosty the Snowman and The Frozen North, Childrenly Cans in a Ritual Circle to Sing a Song They Never Learned to Summon a Primordial em Enemy They Never Knew Existed. Frosty is just a fairy tale, they say. They were wrong. So thank you, John Schruger, for being a patron of the Novel Marketing Podcast. People like you, authors like you, are what keep us on the air. It is a lot of work to put together podcast like this and i really appreciate you helping me do the work of making this episode and if you would like to become a patron of novel marketing you can find out more at authormedia.com do you have a question that you want us to answer on the show call our listener helpline 
512-827-8377. You can also send a high-quality recording at authormedia.com. My wife and I have been putting our branding training into practice when it comes to our toddler. I never thought that the lessons that I learn and that I teach in a business context would be useful for parenting, but it's amazing how influencing perception can change reality, and I'll let my wife, Margaret, tell the story. So one morning recently, I had put two slices of very tangy, very delicious cheddar cheese on Mercy's plate for her breakfast. Uh, She used to love cheese, cheddar cheese, quite a bit, but it had been a while since she'd had it, so she was unfamiliar with it. So she was looking kind of askance at it, didn't know what to do with it, and she refused to take a bite. And I told her, Mercy, you used to love this cheese when you were a baby. And I said, see, I'm eating some too. It makes my mouth happy. It's happy cheese. And that was the branding she needed. She immediately picked up the cheese and took a small nibble. I could see the wheels turning in her little head. And then within a minute or two, she had eaten both slices of cheese and she was asking for more. Readers are a lot like toddlers. They want what they already like. And if you want to convince them to try something new, you have to convince them that it's like what they already like. You need them to see your book with new eyes. It's not the scary new food. This is the happy cheese. Your book is not the scary new book. It is the happy book. And as an author, you do this with your cover. The more your book cover is similar to other books in your genre that your readers already like, the more likely they are to take a chance on you. You also do this with the tropes in your book. You want your book to be similar, but not too similar to the other popular books in your genre. Do this and your readers will taste it and then devour it, just like my toddler devoured that cheese. You've been listening to Thomas Umstead Jr. and special guest Margaret Umstead on the Novel Marketing Podcast. You can find a blog version of this episode or get new episodes delivered to your phone automatically at novelmarketing.com. Thank you for listening and live long and prosper.